Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside of the gym. On this week's episode, Robin and Ben talk October's lifestyle focus and how we're going to do a whole bunch of breathing, all the breathing. So let's get oxygenated and have a good learning session. So sit back, enjoy this episode of the podcast. Okay, we're back, and today we are talking October's lifestyle focus. Yes. And what are we doing in October, Robin? We are going to focus on breathing and meditated. Meditated. Meditatedly meditating. (laughs) Meditating and breathing. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe speaking. Maybe we speak. No, we we need... That's another day. That's another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, Robin, what is the one thing we cannot go more than 10 minutes without? Oh, we're going to go right into breathing instead of talking about last month's. Oh, no. I I will get there. Oh, good. Because I really want to talk about how well I did last month. (laughs) Breathing. Breathing. (laughs) Well, well, oxygen. Oxygen. <laughs> okay, so we usually map these out, full disclosure. We are just going to go for it today. So I think it's going to be epic. Yeah. Oxygen. We, we breathing. Start. Meditating. Uh, I will try and focus Robin. Focus. By asking her how her September focus on sugar went. It went okay, Ben. It was fine. Um, I'm not, I don't have huge sugar issues personally, um, but I did try to f- um, think about it a little more because I had gotten in the habit of just not even thinking about it. So it was kind of focus is the right word. Like I definitely focused in on like, yeah, do you really want that? It was more like, do you really want that? Um, and then just kind of being hyper aware of all those added sugars like we talked about. So... Yeah. Like, do you really need that? No. no. How about you? I flunked. No. Oh. I flunked. <laughs> um, my goal of grabbing the fruit before the sweet did not happen. On in the instances in which I would have liked it to, aka late at night or in a craving setting. So like. I grab enough fruit throughout the day, so that's not a big deal. But in the instances in which I was trying to work on, yeah, big F minus. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I, I don't think. First of all, I think that's very negative. Talk about yourself, and you, we, we have had a month, man. We, we, we delight in our jobs, and we love what we do, and everything's okay, kids. I promise, mom and dad are fine. But poor Ben had to shift from being the morning guy to being the evening guy and changing his whole routine 
And so adding something like food wise was probably not the best. And this is where Robin is far too kind in in her. No, statements it's just realistic. Me. It's realistic. It definitely no. tell me it didn't make a difference. You have to try it something for it to make a difference. <laughs> and that's where I, I failed. It's not like I would give myself a D if I was trying or a C if I was trying. It's just kind of negative. Like maybe you just no, didn't just, focus on it. Like you, you, okay, you failed to focus. I failed. Okay. Like that, that's okay. Like right. failure is okay. okay. Like it's, did I learn from it? Did I see it? Did I understand what was going on? Same way if a kid fails math. Is he trying to do the math homework and failing? Well, then, okay, it's the teacher's fault. If he's literally not turning in any assignments and blowing <laughs> everything off, no, it's that child's fault. Now, you could go look in the situations and go, oh, wow, this is why. And there's some reasons why. Yeah. But it's still a failure, and that's okay because there's no – I didn't hurt anybody. Are you going to try again next month, or are you just going to kind of yeah, write it off? Yeah, I think that's that's the goal is to now, okay, let's look and focus and try and find a new way to do this. Yeah. Um, make it readily, more readily available, whatever that is. Um, but that's, that's life. Like, that's like saying I've never failed a, a lift and I would go, well, then, then you've never tried lifting heavy. Right. So that, I don't have a problem with failing, that, especially when it's just honest. I didn't, I did not put the effort forward into it. Now I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate cutting me slacked, <laughs> but this is where it is, what it is. It's like, okay, that's fine. There's no big deal. It's just, that's the way it rolls this month. And so that's the beauty of all of these focuses. Like you're going to fail at trying to implement them because that just means you're trying and that's okay. As long as you respond and understand from there. Great. If you just go, well, I failed because the world was on fire. It's like, well, the world's always on fire. It's true. <laughs> it is true. I mean, we all know that from the past couple of years. Well, yeah. and like everybody, like everybody tells me, oh, I'll do better with X and Y or blah, blah, blah. And they keep putting things off about the gym or about this and that. I'm like, it's not going to get easier. No. It's not. It's just, it, it, it won't. I, 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 you have to make the prioritizations and the things. And so... In my f frank judgment on myself, I didn't prioritize that. <laughs> now, am I going to beat myself over the head for it and go, you're an absolute failure at life? No. I'm going to go. Maybe if you have a cupcake, you'll feel better. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I think that would be creating a negative <laughs> habit loop. Um, but that's, that's the whole point of these things is going, oh, yeah, I have to put more focus into that problem. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, actually, I agree. It's sometimes some we've been doing this what all year now, and some of the things I've learned are, oh, it th that sounded easy, and it's actually not. So I actually have to buckle down a little bit. Um, and that's that's the beauty of this game, is it's not like the famous Michael Jordan quote of, "I never lost; I only ran out of time." Why? Oh, haven't run out of time. I, I still am living and breathing. So good, good. if I want to work on my sugar this month, yeah. boom, I can do that. Right. Like I can still work on things and we all can. So when you think about it in that scope, it's like, oh, okay. Like it, 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 Maybe it's because I've had losing seasons or failed in college or what, you know, failed relationships, whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Okay, what are you gonna do? I can I can beat myself over the head and say I'm a terrible, miserable person, or go, nope, that's a failure. Move on. Let's get rolling here and build from there. Okay. And so I I don't mind admitting when my effort wasn't there, my execution wasn't there, systems weren't put in place to help me succeed. So the outcome was pretty terrible (laughs) in that regard. Now, what Robin does a kind thing of doing, and she does this very often in the gym, which I always admire of her, is she will spin this softly or spin it this way and like put this nice kindness on it. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. But sometimes you got to smack yourself upside the head and go, yeah, no, I grabbed the cupcake every night. Like, that's <laughs> not okay. Like, let's take the cupcakes out of the house. Like, that's easy to do. Right. And, and, and you know, it's like, uh, well, I, I'm struggling to quit alcohol because I go to my favorite bar every night and order a beer. It's like, maybe we shouldn't go to that same bar every night. Like, maybe that. Yeah. Or maybe we start with ordering something else. <laughs> so I think that's where, like, uh, when you're honest with yourself sometimes, it's better. It doesn't mean, like, I'm not being kind to myself or understanding. It's just, oh, yeah, that was a failure. Yeah. That was a fuck up. The The funniest example I think of is last night where people called me on how nice the 5 p.m. class went. I completely briefed, briefed the workout wrong. The order of the workout, I briefed wrong. And I was like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Wait, how did you brief it? I flipped the presses and the pull-ups. Oh, well, that's so, okay. So everybody looked at me in the first round when they went to the bar, and I'm yelling at them to go to their pull-ups. And I look at the board, and I go, oh, I'm an idiot. Switch oh, it. yeah, I hate that. Where you're like, so convinced, you're right. Like, why are you all doing the wrong thing? And then you're like, oh, yeah. That's so that, that's what I'm saying is like, and, <laughs> but at the end of the day, everybody was like, oh, that was a great class. And, yeah. and told me nice things. I'm like, well, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, fuck up this, I'm yeah, fucked up yeah, that, yeah. I fucked up this. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, doesn't matter. Perspective. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm trying to give people is like, it's okay to fail at these challenges. Because it might mean you're overreaching. Or you didn't try. And okay, yeah. now, now try. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, all right. So, so we'll, we will get better at examining and looking at sugar going forward. I have more ideas on that one. Yeah, especially as we're cruising into the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's tricks. Yeah. So, yeah. I, will, I will start to re examine my systems for that. All right, so moving on, um, for October, we thought we could focus on, I mean, it's kind of a bucket of breathing, um, meditating, being present, mindfulness are some of the words, and it's all kind of the same thing, but I think we should focus specifically on breathing. Okay. Right? Um, And then what does that even mean, and what are different ways to breathe, and... How can you use it to benefit you? And and how, what are some pitfalls in breathing incorrectly? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that some good guidance? Okay. You want to start? You want to talk about um, different kinds of breathing? Um, or? No, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to think of how I want to encapsulate that. Um, well, you talk about it in the in the gym, for instance. You like everybody's dropped on the floor dying, and you will you challenge people to breathe through their nose, for instance. Um, why? Why? Uh, so, when we look at breath in a simple sense, it's an exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide to fuel muscles, right? And and, a, and, and various very other things. Simple, <laughs> yeah. Very simple, abbreviated system, yeah. right? And when I think about the gym, 
that's what it's doing. It's providing oxygen to the blood, which then passes through the body and then to the muscles, which allows them to react, blah, 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 blah. Um, so when we think about how that interaction happens and when we breathe at very high rates and when we breathe at very low rates, there's two types of systems that we go through in our body. One is the fight or flight and one is the rest and digest. So when we're doing something stressful, we can look at ways in which to manage in between the two of those. Because in the gym, we want both. Correct. Just to be clear. Correct. Yeah. Um, And there's a time and place for both. Um, But you have to go into and out of both. It's actually what we train in the gym. Um, and that's, and what I try and do is create the awareness of both. So when you hear me in the first minute of a rest interval, so say it's a four minute AMRAP with four minutes of rest in between, I force people to sit still and breathe. The whole reason of that is I am trying to take you from that fight or flight state to that rest and digest state, which is the whole stimulus of the programming I've done. So my goal is to stress you and then see how well you recover from said stressor. Um, And that's really what we're testing. So if done properly, you should recover. We, We should see a bump back up in recovery. If it's a steady state, then that tells me one, either you're not sprinting, so you're not forced to recover, or two, your recovery is not occurring, so you're just dropping off. Um, and that's the difference between like a 20-minute AMRAP and a four rounds of five-minute AMRAPs. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, it'd be less than that. With the, the intervals of yeah. rest in there, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so that's where the breath comes into play. Because it's the easiest way to regulate both of those systems, in my opinion. I think a bunch of other scientific people's opinions. <laughs> um, so, and if you look at this in any form of sport, it's the same idea. It's why fighters sit on a chair and breathe. It's why um, <laughs> when runners finish running, they're all laid out breathing on the ground. Um, it's, you know, you name it. There's something to do with that. Um, And that's how we can start to control what we're seeking in the movements. Um, So that's where if we learn how to breathe in control, we can then start to recover faster. So that's where I push people to first just get a hold of what's going on with their breath. So that's just like, okay, what am I doing with my breath? Am I breathing? Am I not breathing? And what's going on? Then I say in through the nose, out through the mouth. And that's, again, a little more oxygen exchange. We've probably all heard that before in some type of capacity of exercise. Um, And then I say a full control through your nose. And then I look to go all through breathing such that the muscles of your abdomen or stomach move. Um... And that's where we're now changing that system again to a more rest and digest state. So if we do that properly, the body will feel more recovered and then be able to respond again. So that's what I'm going for when I look at those intervals. 
don't know if that answered your question. No, that's excellent. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, and then you can take this from the gym and just apply it anywhere. But it, it, from what I'm, it's managing stress. So you're going in that, you're in that heightened place and you want to come down to a nice resting place. Um, you can do that in the gym throughout a, even if you are in a 20 minute AMRAP, there are times I know personally for me, I do a set of double unders and my heart rate just spikes like crazy. And I have to take a couple of breaths just to get me from panicking, just, just to keep me from panicking and like losing my freaking brain, you know, and kind of getting myself back to the, the task at hand. Right. So, so even within a paced workout, you might get into those places where you're like really stressed or really uncomfortable under, under a load or any of those places where it's scary or stressful, or you just want to give up. You can use breathing to bring you back to the present and feel a little more in control and not come down to rest and digest necessarily, but just get into a place where you can continue the work and get the most out of the workout. I, I mean, to me, it's like the mental, you know, it, it, the physical too, but it's that mental, like, oh my God, uh, what do I do? Yeah. No, I, that, so I'm thinking of examples of where you can utilize that to help you get through something. Nobody wants to do 50 burpees. Nobody wants to do 50 burpees fast. But when you start tying in, okay, I'm going to take a breath on the ground. Yeah. I'm going to take a breath when I stand up and you start moving through those patterns, you don't have to take breaks. And you don't have to walk away from what you're doing. And, and what happens is now you move, you, you might be an, an ounce or two slower. And I use ounce as a weird term <laughs> there. But you might actually be a bit slower. But because you don't have long breaks, you don't have five, ten seconds breaks. You don't have 30 seconds of moseying about trying to think about doing the next one. Or even trying to breathe for that time period. You now made that exercise much more steady and smooth. And if you watch people who do stuff really, really well, you can see it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, if you've ever watched somebody do a thruster and they're breathing the entire time through it, you're like, oh, oh, wow. Um, and it's, it's one of the more beautiful things we see in the gym is like, oh, they've connected their breath to their movement, which now 100%. 10 thrusters for them feels very different than the person who's held their breath for 10 thrusters. Yeah, and it's really simple little strategies. I'll go back to the double under strategies. So I know I'm going double, 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 and I miss. It's a stressful moment for everybody. That's when you want to throw it across the room and swear, right, if you miss. Not intentionally stop, but you actually, like, trip on it. Um, I always go at least three breaths before I will start again. Because, and yes, it's costing me those three breaths, but then I will get a bigger set the next time I go because I've calmed my brain down enough. Otherwise, I'll just keep missing, 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 right? So that that's my, and then the, your thruster example, you know, you, the, the bar is on my shoulder in the rock position. That's where I breathe every single time I do thrusters. Yeah, it's terrible and it's uncomfortable and stuff, but now I'm like, I'm in control of this. I'm in control of this. And you don't get that panicky feeling um, that makes you drop the bar. And when you don't really need to. So these are strategies. Another place I see people stop breathing is on the rower. I just walk around when you guys are rowing and go breathe because, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got to remember to breathe. And if you pick your spot to breathe there, burpees is another great example. Lay down, stand up, breathe, lay down, stand up, breathe, like, or wherever you take your breath, have a plan. Mm -hmm. And have a number. 
So like when I row, people have like commented like you pause when you return, Ben. I go, it's not really a pause, it's a breath. Yeah. Now I'm still kind of moving, I'm still kind of going, but I know my conditioning level. And I go, I'm far better at big heavy deadlifts than I am at running three miles. So when I treat it more like a big heavy deadlift and use my size to my advantage, I'm taking breaths when it looks like I'm pausing. But I'm light years ahead of everybody else on the rower. And everybody's like, well, how's he going faster than me? He's pausing. <laughs> and and that's a great strategy for Ben because you tend to go out super hot, mm-hmm. right? And so if you can put those breaths in, it'll remind you, oh, wait, I don't want to go so hot here. I want to pace myself a little bit. And then you can kind of insert that in and it'll slow you down just enough. Like you don't want to go slow. That's not what we're saying. We're saying just be efficient and be have some strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, And that's what people, when they actually watch it and then look at the monitor, they're like, Oh, this is the difference in what Ben's doing. If someone is rowing slowly and looks like they're going slow, they're they're doing better than you are. <laughs> Sometimes, almost always. It's Sometimes. so funny. Like you, you to me, you're going so because I listen to your rowing all the time, and it sounds like slow mo, and you're always off like half the time it takes me. And I'm still trying to do, you know, but I have like short little stubby legs and stuff. But it's about rhythm. And breathing is a lot about rhythm. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys count your reps and you strategize your breaking, your thrusters or your pull-ups. You know, add breathing, if you don't already do it, to that strategy. Like, where am I going to breathe? Like, just mm-hmm. look at the board and be like, oh, where am I going to breathe here? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's actually a better way in which to control the stressors in the gym. Is... When you connect it to how you breathe, it's much harder to overstress yourself in the gym. So this is where, like, um, I know several people who are worried about the intensity of their workouts. They are they're fundamentally saying, "I cannot be intense for any number of reasons," um, and that's where I go. Okay, today, only go at a pace that you can breathe in and out of your nose. And for the beginner who's never done that before, that'll be a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and control things. And you'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, but what it does is then teach you how to pace. And then over time, what's really cool is if you implement this in practice, uh, you'll actually become better at breathing and better with the speed at which you can move. It's yeah, it's part of the it's part of the process. I mean, we slowly build your strength, we slowly build your capacity, and you need to build your tolerance and your confidence too, and this will help you. Yeah. And that that whole nasal breathing thing will actually help you process the oxygen and the CO2 better. So now that management will actually over time and like pacing and understanding will help you actually go faster. Yep. So the best example is there's a gentleman who did all this and he did it with Fran. His max Fran time was like 2.30. So then he did it, okay, he taped his mouth shut and he did it where he only breathed in and out of his nose. (laughs) And it took him like five minutes because he couldn't breathe any other way and very fit individual. Five minutes. He didn't redo Fran, but he just worked on breathing in and out of his nose and every workout, every workout. And they came back later and redid Fran. This was months. I can't remember what the timeline was. It was either six weeks or six months, something like that. 
and he did Fran only breathing out of his nose in 215. Oh, nice. And so it wasn't like he was practicing getting better at Fran. He was doing everything else but learning how to just breathe in and out of his nose. Yeah. And that control of the oxygen, and we've all felt it. We've all felt that heart rate spike and go, oh, no, I overreached. And with that ability to breathe in and out of your nose, now you can control that heart rate better. And, and back to your point about beginners, um, you know, this can be a little bit scary and intimidating. And this is just yet another way to control the situation and kind of slowly build it. Um, yeah. um, talk about breathing in warm-ups and cool-downs specifically. Um, before I jump to that, I'm going to do one more thing about exercising um, with breathing. Okay. And then we'll jump to that. Okay. So the other thing is... I know a lot of people care about what their heart rate says in workouts. <laughs> um, I will give you an even better one. Breathing in out of your nose. And I guarantee you that will tell you more about what your body's feeling and the stressors it's feeling than the pulse rate coming off of your cool fancy watch. Um, because what it'll teach you is, oh, wait a minute. Even at this higher heart rate, when I control my breath, I can move. Which is actually what you're going for and then the other side of that is they're like oh but i want to recover and bring my heart rate down for the next interval great the better you can control your breath the better your heart rate will come down yeah so if your goal is all these heart rate measures and all of this i will challenge you is instead of checking your watch check your breath and if you actually do that you'll go whoa wait a minute <laughs> and then and to your point i mean then you're not tied to that that object you can kind of anywhere you are anytime you can manage that kind of like we don't have mirrors in the gym because we want you to be able to feel what it feels like to have a proper hinge not have to look in a mirror because if you're out in the wild picking something up you don't have a mirror and maybe you don't have your watch or maybe you can't stop and check it but you can feel that you get used to it my, my, my two examples there are um, it's really hard to check your watch during sex. So if oh you're having goodness. sex and you're checking your watch because your heart rate is spiking, we need to have a conversation. Um, <laughs> because I think you want to perform at a higher heart rate in that situation. Also, if you're giving a public speaking speech and your heart rate spikes because you're nervous or you care about something, you're probably not going to walk off stage and go, my heart rate's too high, I can't keep talking. Or you don't want to look at your watch during those two examples <laughs> Exactly. But real quickly, you can go... And breathe in and out of your nose. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome, Rob. It just got really warm in the studio. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so let's talk back to Robin's question about Warm warming and up cool downs. and cool downs. Um, so one thing you can play with in breath in a warm up is spiking your heart rate. So taking some forced inhales, exhalations, and kind of spiking some things well, just step one more back mm -hmm. um that transition from out here in the parking lot to walking through the door mm -hmm. even then you can start changing that breathing mm -hmm. but okay and then moving on to actually warming up no i actually like that because sometimes your brain is too i just met with an intro client and you could see it on her head the first 10 minutes um and i went okay Cool. Now I know, oh yeah, this is why a lot of clients, when I start with breathing and bracing, it's to just hone them in on what the hell is going on in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're out here, like you just got off a call or you just got off a heated conversation or you're in work mode and you're thinking about a thousand things and then you're just, you walk in or sometimes you're late or whatever. It's just like, okay, where, what, what's that line? Now it's, now it's, now it's workout time. 
Mm-hmm. So. so sometimes just breathing like that, boom, can can focus you in on where you're at. Then then add in my suggestion on okay, let's start to increase the rate at which we're breathing or the the range at which we're breathing in each of the movements we do. And that can also be tied into your stretches. So like if you don't like a certain stretch, move into that position, take a breath and try and move greater into that position. If you don't like certain things like dead bugs or squat holds and things like that, find a way to hold those positions and breathe in them. Mm-hmm. You'll become far more comfortable and then also far stronger at them. And that's the whole key we try and build with both of those pieces and parts. And that's where folks can start to understand that better when they start to tie into their breath. And that's also what I try and do with some of the movements we do in the gym. I'm like, okay, breathe now. (laughs) Or hold your breath for a little bit there and kind of help play with that a little bit in those connections. So um, both are really, really beneficial when you start tying in breath as you warm up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even do that if we're doing like warm up rounds. You can see what happens when you hold your breath and go, oh, when I hold my breath for five reps, I get really, really tired or really, really excited. And you can start to fix that as you go. The other thing is that I, we talk about all the time how you breathe so where in which you're putting the air where in which you feel the air generates maybe a brace or not Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so um and the other thing i will challenge most people with that is sometimes a big breath is not the necessary breath so like a set of five squats most likely doesn't take you more than a minute unless we throw tempo on them so most likely if you were swimming underwater you could hold your breath for a minute so if that's the sense, I'm like, oh, I don't need to take a massive breath when I do my next squat. I need to take a breath enough to lock everything back down, mm-hmm. which is a very different breath than anything else. It's why when someone's talking to me or they get done lifting and they're not out of breath, I'm like, oh, you're not pushing that effort there. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you're it, still in warm up phase. You're still you're in warm up yeah. phase, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's where it's like, oh, and this is where I can see it. I'm like, oh, not did not stress you out, <laughs> which is fine. Yep. But there's ways in which to push that measure. So that's where I go. Ah, this is a feeling, not a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, and then we talked already about how to manage air as you move through a workout, and maybe focusing on how you breathe with certain movements or when you breathe with certain movements. And all of that. And then lastly, when we finish the workout, I would argue more importantly than a heavy set, an extra round, um, you name it. In performance metrics, if you are to take two to five minutes of focused breath work after or during class, you'll get more out of class. So what that does is now take everything you just did and say, oh, cool, I'm done with this stressful event and now I'm going to start my recovery process, which signals to your body, oh, wait, I'm safe, I'm recovering, I am getting ready, I am feeling good, now let's let that body adapt and change to what I just did. Yep. So if you're one of those people who's always like, 
well, I don't have time for that. That's not important. And you sprint out of the gym to the next thing. Your body is still stressing. It is still going. It doesn't know that that workout stopped. And it's not paying attention waiting for you to tell it. So then when you get home at night and you keep going and keep going, and all of a sudden you're like, lay down in bed and try and go to bed. Your body's like, no, we've been running around and stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fall asleep. I mean, you can use that, that visual of your cup is empty. And we want to empty your cup in the gym, right? We want to deplete you. We want to stress you out. That's how we make change and modify. But then you have to fill the cup back up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're in a perpetual stress and you're just going to be empty, empty, empty. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, there's a key part. you got to empty and fill or you're not going to get the benefit mm-hmm. of what you just did. So it, it, it's not necessarily 100% a waste of time, but it's like going off and getting the donuts right after. You're like, well, you know, that's not going to fill your cup up really well. So and maybe that was a bad example. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's so benefits to donuts. But so anyway, it's like you can't, you can't out-exercise these other p- parts of your life that are going to fill that cup up. And that's another kind of, I mean, I'm just going to segue out of it because we don't have, we don't have an outline. So I can, um, the breathing and meditating in, in life as a lifestyle is part of filling that cup back up. Most of these lifestyle focuses we talk about are part of that filling the cup back up, you know, eating vegetables. Um, what are some of the other stuff we did? Drinking water, um, getting sleep, all that stuff is, is replenishing that, that cup that you emptied. So, um, so breathing in the gym, breathing after, but also like during your day, um, kind of keeping that stress level down is what we want. We want you at an even keel. So I'll say two things around that. Okay. First, the only reason we work out is to create the opportunity to recover, which leads to adaptation and change. So right. if you would like to see more tone arms, be stronger in what you do throughout your life, be able to keep up with your kids, Whatever that is, you need to cause an adaptation in your body to be able to have that capacity. Stress, recover, adapt. Stress, exactly. recover, adapt. Exactly. It's a circle. Um, the second thing there is, for the most part, our clientele spend no more than an hour in the gym. Give or take, you probably have some folks who are an hour and a half with pre and post stretching, a little extra accessories here. Most of our clients do that five-ish days a week. At some form or fashion, you know, some are less, some are more, but around there, that three to four to five average. If you look at that on the scale of hours in the week, that's a very small percentage. Yeah. So if you are not causing recovery through other adaptations and means, you're not getting what you want out of the gym. Yeah. Or creating a path who get that? Um, and that's where I'm like, so sometimes it's not more gym work. It's more outside gym work to take advantage of. Because if it was just gym work, my job would be so easy. Oh, my goodness. If I got clean slates every time everybody walked in the door and I knew the moment class ended, everyone was going to be fully recovered and ready for the next session, my life would be so easy. <laughs> I would just program in the computer, run the script, and we'd be done. <laughs> yeah. So Never okay. happens like that. <laughs> so we'll, well, I mean, I think what we, we can do right now is give you some, um, I'm going to give some references mm-hmm. to explore this more. 
because as much as we think we're experts in everything, we're not. So we're not experts in this. We're just giving you kind of our, our kind of guidance as far as the gym work goes. But outside the gym, there's just so many opportunities to youth breathing and meditation and mindfulness, all those words. Um, one of the things, if you've never thought about this or explored it at all, and you want just a primer, there's a, a book called Breath. Um, James Nestor, James James Nestor. Nestor. It's a big yellow book. It's short. It's really good read. It's actually not super dry. It's actually a really cool story about a local person, um, a journalist who, um, kind of started to explore this. It's really cool. It talks about all sorts of benefits to, and different breathing and all that stuff. And in the back of the book are very practical, um, exercises you can do. They even have it on their website. Mm -hmm. So again, if you just want that basic knowledge of all it's it's kind of mind-blowing again if you've never really studied it you're like oh my gosh that's crazy um and then uh where was I going with this oh and then I thought we could talk about maybe some things that you and I do to use this for um managing stress or whatever and I'm gonna add a book to that oh yeah so James Nestor took a lot of the things from a book called Oxygen Advantage which is by Patrick McEwen um, and it's, they, it's very similar, but a little bit different in that, um, and it's along the same lines and they talk, I think Oxygen Advantages goes a little more into the science of some stuff where Nestor is a better journalist and storyteller, but no, I mean, Nestor goes through the science too. Yeah. He's, he's, an, he's researching it. So yeah. yeah. But that's, that's where that, that's the original book that then they both kind of like compounded and like oh wow it's like whoa this makes a lot of sense when you when you throw both of those two together and i haven't read that but the nestor book basically goes it's it, it's called the lost art of uh, uh so it goes way back into all these really cool um mm-hmm. experts yeah. monks and and then people <laughs> um i don't know if nestor does it or if i'm confusing the two of them um but talking bolt score and things like that Um, that's a really cool thing to kind of discover and research, especially if you struggle with breathing and understanding your breath, um, and then understanding a capacity measure of breathing. It's a kind of a fun, cool game to play. So that's, that's, I think that's only in the oxygen advantage because I read them both a long time ago, but really cool for both books. Um, so other practical means, um, if you want to learn, Simple ways in which to help you get a grasp on your breath. Um, use a meditation app. And yeah. there's any number of them. Headspace, Calm. Um, gosh, what was the other one I was using for a while? It starts with a B. Breathe. No, it's not breathe. Um, it's a, we'll, we'll link them in the, in the episode. You don't have to remember it now. So apps, books. Um, um, Oh, brain.fm is another good one. Um, It's moment. Um, Yeah. Anyway, or balance might be the other one. There's two or three there. Um, So there's those. Um, We also live in the Bay where you can go take classes. Yeah. Um, And it's really easy to go take classes and things. And um, they'll teach you this stuff. Yeah. And you can go on YouTube, you know, all the, all the basics. Yeah. But so, um, well, I'll go first. I just wanted to talk about just a personal little, like, uh, we have, what, 12 lifestyle focuses we're going over this year. And this is, and I've been through all of this stuff. You know, I've been doing this a long time. You've been doing this a long time. The breathing, meditation, that was the one I kind of resisted the longest. 
I didn't really understand. It was kind of like, oh, I was a bunch of hippie boohoo ball wall. Um, and then my dear friend, Coach Lekka, really kind of became the, the expert and shared a lot of things. Is, and then I learned about the books. Anyway, I am a true believer now. So um, it, it really is kind of a game changer. Just like learning how to drink enough water and eat your veggies and, you know, get enough sleep. These are life-changing things, and I think this is up there with them. So I'm going to just put a plug in if you are like me and we're like, this is just a bunch of weirdos. It's not. It's this really practical stuff, so look into it. Um, the one thing you can start with is, and again, I think Lekka did a blog post on it, and you can YouTube this, but it's called Box Breathing. It's super, super simple. It's just ways to start um, managing your stress. So as far as the focus goes for me, um, I've started to put these breathing practices in specifically in my day routine wise. And I just started doing it. So I'm going to try to focus on that. For instance, when I get home, I pull up to my drive, you know, I do a set of box breathing before I get out of my car and walk into my house. Cause that's a typical time where I'm super stressed, you know, that transition from work to home. And, um, then I think there's other ways, places, like maybe when we pull into the gym parking lot, you might want to start a little breathing practice before you get into the gym. So that's mine. How about you? What is box breathing? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I want to like get way into it. It's just really, it's, it's a very simple thing. And again, you can just plug this into the Google. Um, it's just breathing in for a certain number of seconds, holding it and then breathing out, um, and then holding that. So it's just four different steps mm -hmm. and you're just basically counting and you're just focus. It's a, just a very simple way to focus. And the reason I don't want to keep defining these things because there's so many different ways, but yeah. look up box breathing. It's really simple to do. It's a great way to just start because it's not in intimidating. It's not uncomfortable and you can do as many seconds as you want. You can do as many rounds as you want. You can start slow and ramp up. And a lot of these apps that Ben was talking about, that they take you through it and you get little taps on your watch or little sounds in your ears or however you want to manage that. But explore it. Yeah. If you have Headspace, they do it every day in a one-minute, five-breath sequence. And it's done with pretty, calming cartoon pictures where you don't have to count. It just tells you. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's perfect. And it's a minute. I mean, come on, yeah, we all have exactly. a minute. That, that, that's why I said it very specifically, because it's my favorite tool with somebody who's like, I can't do that. I'm like, do you have a minute? They're like, yeah, here you go. It's just like <laughs> anything else. Like, don't get overwhelmed. Just try something. Try yeah. something. And if you already have a practice, you know, dig a little deeper. Take a class. There's, I mean, again, people say it's pretty much life-changing. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll add to this, uh, the biggest one I see it impact is your sleep. Mm -hmm. So if you have time, go look and research what mouth breathing versus nasal breathing does in your sleep and some of the massive benefits that just breathing in and out of your nose gives you while you sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. And then you can find that out in the breath book. They yep. talk about it a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's one of the it's one of the biggest game changers for people. Um, don't be a mouth breather. It's don't really, be yeah. a mouth breather. Um, There's and, a reason that's an insult. Yes. It's also like if you're a snorer, you might want to get that checked Just out. Just check out the breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's a sign that you might not be sleeping as well as you think. Yeah. Um, so those are 
like my big things is examine that around sleep and then examine it in a simple. But what are you going to do this month as your focus? I do it in two ways. Um, One, I've done the apps over and over and over again, love them, but I have found that I get distracted with the phone. So I'm actually going to flip the script on this and I'm going to take the first 10 minutes of my day and do a reading and journaling, which will actually help my brain focus and breathe better from kind of learning this over time. Um, And so if I do that, I don't grab my phone and don't get distracted, even though I'm like then meditating. But what I've found is if I do both, it goes awry. So. But one of the things about meditation is it's not necessarily you cross-legged with your fingers in the air and a patchouli uh, going. There's active meditative. There's meditative walking. There's yeah. meditative journaling. Yeah. So it, there's all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm going to try and do better, which is a big challenge for me, is the two to five minutes post-workout. Yeah. Um, That's a tough one. <laughs> Especially when you're like, oh, i got to get to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will try and implement that in a greater scale. Um, I do it a little bit now, but I will try and be much more consistent with that. Dude, I just do it cause I can't imagine moving after most of these workouts. I don't know how people just hop up and go grab their keys and leave. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> well, and for me, it'll be much more than just the, oh, I'm surviving whatever we just did. It'll be actually like moving, cleaning, whatever, and then coming back to actual focus. You mean whining for two to five minutes about how hard the, the workout was isn't cooling no, down? No, that's not, that <laughs> that does not count. Um, you actually have to refocus your, your brain. Oh, I bet hurt my feelings. Yes. yes. Got it. Um, and so that's, that's just my two pieces. So those are good suggestions for all you listeners out there. Yep. Yeah. Find, find something. Um, even if it's just starting and you've never tried it before, or if you do have a regular practice, like maybe share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Share it with us. Tell mm-hmm. us, what do you do? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. All righty. That's all we got. That's it. So go breathe. Go breathe. All righty. Bye-bye.